Welcome to a very special episode. Find a comfortable chair. Relax. Settle in. It's story time. Mysteries. Haunted houses. Shipwrecks. Area 51. Crop circles. Room 217. Lost treasure. UFOs. Mystery lights. Abandoned military bases. Conspiracy theories. Ghost stories. And paranormal activity. Welcome to You Have Stories. Our topic for this episode is the strange and bizarre. Have you ever experienced something you just couldn't explain? We're going to look at two stories today. The first takes place out on the high desert of Nevada. The other is on a lonely back road in central Minnesota. I've always had an interest in the offbeat, the strange. Those things that couldn't easily be explained. The list in our introduction today covers a wide range of strange places, mysteries, and the unexplained. I want to thank my daughter, Laura, for helping us out with that. My kids all inherited a healthy dose of curiosity, but Laura has taken that interest to a whole new level. This brings us to our first story, as told to me by my daughter, Laura. It was a beautiful June afternoon as Laura and her friend Grace headed west on Nevada Highway 375. Their destination was Area 51. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with this forbidden zone, it's a secret government base located deep in the Nevada desert. The facility is used as a test site for secret military aircraft. Also located near Groom Lake is an underground complex rumored to house spacecraft recovered from crashed UFOs. The military is using this remote location to back engineer and recover alien technology. Now, how could Laura possibly resist a mystery of this magnitude? Their first stop that afternoon would be the favorite site of UFO investigators from all over the world. It's simply called the mailbox. From that vantage point, strange craft and lights can be seen flying over the desert. This location is in the middle of nowhere, simply marked by a lone mailbox. After a short visit, with no one in sight, they turned onto Groom Lake Road and headed west. You never head out on an adventure of this type without doing research. From this point on, they would be off the map. If you go to Google Earth and look at this part of Nevada, it literally does not exist. Hundreds of square miles are simply blanked out. 
That's just one more confirmation that there's something out there in the desert. In Laura's research, she found a story that the first line of defense was a series of motion sensors located alongside this road. One of the problems sneaking up on a secret military installation is that they always see you coming. After only a few minutes on the road, they discovered that the gravel road itself was an early warning system. As they headed toward the distant mountains, they were leaving a plume of dust that rose high into the sky behind them. Security teams would see them coming for miles. They continued on. After a half hour or so, the girls hadn't seen a building, vehicles, or anyone at all. The terrain started to change as the road took a slight turn down into a wide valley. Then there they were. These signs, in no uncertain terms, said they did not belong here. The word warning was clearly visible on several of the signs. As the car rolled to a stop, Laura and Grace just sat and assessed the situation. Off to their left on a distant hill was a series of low radio antennas. There had to be at least one surveillance camera located in all of that electronics. As they exited the car, they immediately noticed the sound. Back at the mailbox, they had commented on just how quiet the desert was. Not here. It wasn't insects or bugs. The sound was electronic. They concluded that it must be coming from the cluster of antennas up on the hill. Laura spotted them first. From her research, they were right where she had expected them to be. About 300 yards off to the right, up on a small rise, was an unmarked, nondescript truck. The men never moved. They just watched from a distance. Grace and Laura had made it. They were at the far eastern edge of Area 51. Again, you do not attempt an adventure of this type without research. Laura knew that if they continued further down the road, past the warning signs, within minutes additional security teams would be meeting them coming from the west. The men on the hill would simply pull in behind them and block their access. After about 10 minutes on the ground, the girls took a few more pictures, climbed back into the car, and slowly turned around. They made their way back out of the valley and across the desert, away from the restricted area. They had accomplished their mission. This story kind of shows you the father-daughter relationship Laura and I have. I was a proud father that day. After all, how many men can tell their friends that their daughter was almost detained by a security team while she was trying to sneak onto a secret military base? I've also had the pleasure of accompanying Laura on a few other adventures. The movie The Shining, starring Jack Nicholson, is based on a location, a haunted hotel. That hotel actually exists 
in Estes Park, Colorado. We visited the 110-year-old haunted hotel. It's called the Stanley. There has been so many strange events at this location that the hotel actually has a paranormal investigator on staff. That's right, their own ghost hunter. We also made our way to Deadwood, South Dakota to visit the Number 10 Saloon. This is where Wild Bill Hickok was gunned down in 1876. The haunted location has been featured on television shows and documentaries. We didn't see or experience anything, but I will admit it's a strange place to visit. Our second story is one of mine. It took place back in 1974. As part of our high school choir, I belong to a madrigal group. And yes, I do understand just how nerdy that sounds. We had been invited to perform at our choir director's church. After the performance, the group split up into several different cars to make the trip home. The sun had gone down, so it was dark. I was driving one of the cars, and I decided to take a shortcut. I stuck to the back roads, the county roads, and stayed off the main highway. I had the radio on, and there wasn't really much conversation going on at the time. Then it happened. The radio went to static, and there was a bright light over the road behind us. The light was so intense, there was no way it was another vehicle. I looked off to my left, and the fields alongside the road were lit up so bright I could see everything. My first reaction was to get out of there. I had my mother's Chevy Caprice up to about 75 miles an hour. As I watched the light in the rearview mirror, it started to flicker and seemed to be gaining on us. All of a sudden, the light went out. The radio came back on, and it was over. We all made it home safely that night. The next day, we went back to the location and found physical evidence that we had actually seen something. Now, I could end the story here, and you would have heard a great UFO close encounter story. To be honest, I'm a little embarrassed to continue on. But as Paul Harvey would say, here's the rest of the story. Everything I told you is exactly how I remember it. By the next morning, my imagination had clearly taken over. Keep in mind, I'm this high school kid. I actually called the local police to see if anyone else had reported anything strange. And I even attempted to call the Minneapolis International Airport to see if they had picked anything up on their radar at that time. What had actually happened that night is kind of a rare phenomena, but it does happen from time to time. A power transformer at the top of a power pole had exploded. That's what we saw. The next day, while I was calling the police and the airport, the power company sent out a crew and they replaced the transformer. In the past, when I've told this story, I have sometimes conveniently left that part out, just to make it a little bit more dramatic. Sometimes when you have a great story, you may not want to mess it up with a lot of details and facts. 
Okay, it's your turn. What unexplained and strange things have happened to you over the years? All of this is part of your larger story. So let's see what you come up with. If you remember a good one, we'd love to hear it. Drop us an email. We'll see you next time on You Have Stories. Let's try it once. Okay. Just let me know whenever you're ready. Yeah, you can go. Okay. Welcome to a very special episode. That was really good. <laughs> One take, I'm done. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was looking for. And can you slow it down one more notch? Sure. Welcome to a very special episode. Find a comfortable chair. Relax. Settle in. It's story time. Ooh. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank now, you. Now, we're going to do the whole thing. Okay. From the beginning again. All right. Again, you're going to talk right here. Not okay. there. Right there. Okay. That's kind of what I have been doing. So, everything? Welcome to You Have Stories. <laughs>